0: Megan O'Connell and uh, and George Clare, welcome to Talk Derby to me. Thank you very much for for joining us. Hi, thank Hello, you for having, thanks us. having us. How the how the devil are you in these uh, strange and weird times, getting weirder by the day, I think.
1: Well, exactly. I mean it was it's funnily enough we were sat in the the pub last night and we had um, the promise of Boris Johnson coming on at five o'clock. So it just meant that we had a few drinks down us by the time he actually did arrive. So I think that was probably a good thing, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, like oh no, <laughs> here we go, never mind, push everything back. Yeah. But, are, you, yeah. are, you in, are you in London at the minute then? At the minute, yeah, yeah, but I think my mum's, um should be to come. Back to Derby. We literally we, were just in Derby. Actually, we got back not yesterday, day before. Yeah, a couple of days ago. Yeah, and again, that was preparation for the shoot. We are bopping around all the different locations and that, thinking, oh yeah, it's men, it's men, and obviously, obviously, yeah.
0: So, what are your what are your individual roles in the in the film you're working on at the minute?
1: So, I've um, I've written the project and I'm going to direct it as well. Um,
2: and I'm director of photography. <laughs> essentially, yeah. essentially it's all like the it's the visual side of the film so it's just creating the look of it you know you there is the technical side of it like cameras what camera you're going to use what lenses and all the other accessories that come with that and then it's just designing like the visual style of it basically and what what scenes will what different scenes will look like and the different moods and tones of the film like how you'll portray that through the visual style so it's um yeah in a nutshell that's kind of what the director of photography does yeah
0: is that is it a nightmare then when megan comes to you with an idea like because i know a uh, mother's ruin i went to see that and she comes with an idea for a film and then goes right blah 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 and it's set in 1950 or and it's set in 1995 and it, does that make your job a little bit harder
2: yeah it does but i the reason one of the main reasons why i lean towards this project is because it's it's a period piece and i've never done something like that because obviously when it's period you have to think about Everything in front of the camera needs to say this will be set in '95, so everything needs to say '95. So you have to think you have to get rid of all everything that looks modern, uh, so like cars, technology, TVs, whatever it is. And then you look at a lot of '90s pieces, '90s films, '90s photography, paintings, whatever. And I don't know, take inspiration from those, I guess. But it's a challenge, it, it does make it harder. but. I'd rather do something like this. It's more fun. You can get I don't know, there's a lot more creative freedom with it, I guess.
0: What was the the inspiration and, and thinking behind this this one then, Megan? What was the inspiration behind you writing it?
1: Uh well it was it was more um it, it kind of came from the idea of um losing a parent at a young age. Um which sadly I I went through that myself and it was more I think in, in in recent times because it it wasn't too long ago that it was like the ten year anniversary of him passing away and I think the older I've gotten the more I've, I've looked back at the time thinking, oh Megs you were so naive and the way that you were thinking and you know I was, I was thirteen but there was still childlike streaks you know I haven't really that, that, I wasn't really um, yeah I can't, I can't say that I was that much of a teenager even at thirteen if that if that makes sense so. I think at the time it was just stuff like I don't know I was just thinking god there must be a way to change it and bring him back or you know if I if I do this and I'm really really good it would mean I could get dad back or it will stop what was happening and you know the, the, you always get the big scare of the seaward or I don't I don't think it matters what whatever age you are you always think that there's a way to stop it or some miracle will happen so it was kind of just playing on that idea really and I just that could be quite an interesting idea for a film is just sort of portraying grief through through a kid's mind where it's not so much of a sad film, but it's more of a, if you don't laugh, you'll cry kind of thing because of the innocence of it. And, you know, it's like oh God bless. And, you know, they're trying to do something about it and they've just got no idea. So I think it was that really. And then obviously we had the opportunity with Met Film School to to do these graduation projects. So you, you do pretty much get free reign so you can do like a documentary or a music video, stuff like that. So it just, it just worked out really well in, in terms of the timing. So, so yeah, that's where it came from really. And yeah. Is it, is it easier if it's
0: something that, um, something that inspires you? If it's a personal thing, like I know you're shooting it in Derby. So like for me doing a podcast about Derby, even though I do all the stuff, I love doing this, like talking to someone from Alderstone where I grew up, who's making a film. This is all really exciting for me. Is it exciting? And, does it get it going a little bit more for you that it's in Derby and it's
1: oh, definitely. I mean, even being able to to come to the place that I'm at studying and and that I, I find I find myself feeling very proud and happy that you know someone from from our area is being able to do this and it doesn't even have to be me. It could be anyone else. I'd be buzzing for them. So to be able to use the opportunity and bring it back to Derby a little bit in a place where you know creativity isn't really that exist and that strong here or in Derby even mm-hmm. um, I think that means a lot and I'm just excited to bring a whole cast and crew up and you know shoot in places that I grew up and you know even if we're going to be around like one of the Alveston parks like, oh, I used to come here with my mates and look at these pictures from then and all of that good stuff so I just think it works as well the, the bonus of uh, a lot of areas in Derby is that um, they do still look dated that was obviously like an automatic. Okay, I know where we're going to shoot. I can tell you the exact street, the exact place. <laughs> so yeah, we had we had fun the other week. And we just go around and oh, you can't see the street lamps here. We can shoot here. <laughs> like, it's quite funny. Yeah.
0: What was what was your impression of of Derby then,
2: George? It's my second time going. I've been the first time I went was I don't know a couple of months ago. Yeah. And then second time was just a couple of days ago. Just. Uh, location stuff the street, but no i'm a fan of it it's it's like you said it's a lot of it is dated and that's um obviously that helps a lot of the film but i've seen different areas of it where you, you grew up and then the city center you live now so i mean every I, it seems like every spot has its own personality in a way which i think is quite cool but um
1: no i'm a fan of it
2: i'd be happy to come again <laughs>
1: I haven't paid him to say that as well so that's quite impressive <laughs> that's going to be my little
0: clip I used to tease the podcast now <laughs> so is board yeah. how will obviously the news yesterday that we're back in national lockdown I know you're ready to start shooting soon is that going to affect the project then?
1: yeah massively sadly but um, we always had it sort of in the back of our minds that it, it could be a possibility that we have to change the dates so there's quite a few of the other uh, guys on the course that are, they have been able to film in between, um, you know, starting and, and whatever, I think some people are shooting as we speak, right? Mm-hmm. So they're kind of lucky there, but also at the same time, it's like, you know, with the restrictions and things, I mean, our producer was, um, or is from Nottingham, which I don't know where. you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so she was already in tier three, so she wasn't going to be able to come on on set with us. Um, And now, obviously, we're all going into lockdown. The the swings and roundabouts, the bonuses and the the negative stuff, so hopefully it will mean that she'll be able to come on set when we do actually shoot and, you know, it's it's all of that sort of thing, and hopefully it'll be a bit more safer and relaxed. And
0: you've got a Kickstarter going for it. How's how's that been going?
1: Thankfully, we've reached the goal. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing it now. <laughs> um yeah, thankfully we've reached the goal. So we're absolutely over the moon with that. Um yeah, I think there's been a lot of help, especially from like Radio Derby and Derbyshire Live, it's up yesterday and yeah, it's been lovely. You know, I was saying to George, you know, it's just nice to have I definitely do feel like I've got um Derby behind me, you know, supporting me and all of that. I don't think there's anything more to be could have done, to be honest. So yeah, that's very lovely and, yeah, mm. it's just nice to know we've got, um, got supporters.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's nice. It, it's Your stage of your career is obviously, is it final year of university you, you're in?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And again, with that, we would have graduated in October, I think. But then COVID has pushed it back to January. I don't, we might be there again no, this, yeah. this time no, next, yeah, <laughs> next year.
2: Could still be here
1: next year. What was a two year course is turning into a three year course, but it's fine.
0: <laughs> from the
1: outset, from someone, I mean I'm in an
0: industry that was incredibly hard to break into and I've not fully done it. I'm probably at a similar stage to what to where you two are at the minute. Um but film and and what you do, that seems like almost an impossible industry to break into. George, would it be is it hard once you've got your uh, once you've got your qualifications? Will it have to be you go and be a runner or an assistant or what, what would the stage be after uni? Um
2: after you, I mean it's just it'll just be Looking to get in work, and if I, I mean, I want to lean towards VOP uh, basically, and that just essentially a lot of camera work. But I guess when you start out, it's mainly freelance, so it just be reaching out to, to companies, whoever it is. You know, you know people who who are artists and musicians. You know, offering to make music videos for them, little short documentaries for people commercial videos businesses, little cafes and things like that. So it just be, I mean, when you're done, it's just gonna be looking for it and finding it, I guess. And it's gonna be difficult at the moment because obviously everywhere is suffering from this. So it's gonna be difficult to turn up to someone and be like, do you want some you know video content made for you? But no, we can't afford it at the moment. We're trying to do our own thing. So it's gonna be difficult in that sense, but that's the plan to come much of that after. Um in the last couple of years, I've been doing music videos and short films and documentaries and things like that. So, just to keep that ball rolling, that's that's the idea. But you know, easier said than done. It's it's going to be a challenge. But yeah, that, that's the idea. That's the idea. It just it just kind of comes in in waves, I guess. If you're doing freelance, it's um, a bit of a gamble. It's never consistent, but I'm not aware of that. I'm sure a lot of other people are so. Yeah, to take as it comes, I guess.
0: Um, is it director you wanna you want to be, Meg, when, when you go, go I,
1: agree. <laughs> I it, but I, do, I don't I don't know how um how feasible it is for me to jump into the industry saying I'm a director, this is what I'm gonna do. So um so yeah, it would just be a case of um I mean, hopefully should all things turn out well with White Eyed Boy, hopefully that's some festivals um, hopefully get recognition for it and uh, just get talking to people really so I think the main thing is at the moment um, realistically speaking I'm, I'm very aware of how hard it will be for me to jump into the industry straight away as a director but I think the main thing is, is that the whole process of filmmaking is just fun. Just and you know I've, I've been on set in, in any role to be honest but I mean I, I, I do quite like the camera side as well I've been, mm enjoy being a camera assistant a fair few times, stuff like that. But it's just fun and, you know, you it's it's the epitome of team You know, if you don't work together, you don't you don't make it. So I think that's nice. And you, you can have a laugh but still be serious, but you still learn as well. I think that's that's nice to feel like no matter, you know, what you go on to do, you're just constantly learning new technique. So, so yeah, we'll see. But, is there a, is there a pressure is there
0: a pressure on you now to like you've the two films that you've well, one film you've made and the film you're working on is there a pressure to make them as good as possible because they could drive work once you' finished is that in the back of your mind when you're doing it
1: I guess so yeah. I'll be I'll be lying if I said no I think um, you, you kind of have to treat every piece as a bit of a portfolio as well and you know you want to you want to come out of it the other end feel is somewhat proud of it. You might not be happy with it, but you just want to be proud of what you've created. But I think, um, yeah, I think that, that was probably one of the reasons why I wanted to have a child lead as well, because I've never I've never directed a child before, and I think that's gonna be such a major challenge, and hopefully something that could be showcased in the future, and all of that sort of thing. And it just ties in well with it being a personal story as well. It kind of makes it it, it drives the the want to create something as, as best as you can, I think. Um, so yeah.
0: What well, what were you, what were your inspirations getting into to doing what you're doing then? Um, and it's obviously a bit of a niche industry. George, do you have any before you started, or is it just you wanted to? You know exactly what you wanted to do, or?
2: Yeah, um, I, I guess if you want to get into cinematography or whatever, it always stems from little things in the past. Like I know a lot of people, you, you said it as well, actually, when I was younger, you used to make all these little stop motion videos on your little mobile and get your old camcorder out and just make home videos at home and during Christmas holidays, whatever, in your spare time. And as a kid, I loved doing that. And then I don't know, within the last six, seven years, I've always loved photography. And I think that's often where it stems from, uh, is photography. Um, I've always loved doing it. I've always wanted to bring a camera wherever I can. Um, and then I thought, you know, I did uh, media studies at college. I really enjoyed that. Um, I did well at it, it was one of my strongest subjects. And then uh, I took two years out, two gap years. And then my uncle from Perth in Australia is in content marketing. Uh, there was like a whole media side to that. So I went out there for three months to stay with him. And just worked uh it was work experience and just kind of worked with the media team and went on little shoots and did interviews and editing and all of that and i really enjoyed that and then that for me just spoke and thought i've always had a passion for it but now i've seen what it's like to actually experience the work and see what it's like so after that um i looked into quarters and stuff and Met stood out to me and yeah it's just gone from there and it's all you know, it's all, it's all just, uh, it all builds, you know, you learn, I've learned so much in the last two years. I mean, I thought, I think you go into it thinking you know what you want to do and you yeah. think you know everything already, but then there's just a whole side to it that you, you never hear about. So the last year has been amazing and yeah, that's, that's what I want to do and I guess that's how I started really. What
0: about you, Meg? I know Jack could probably be a a big influence. i have still clear of mentioning Jack because it it gets frustrating for me sometimes when I hear interviews with you and it's all (laughs) Jack O'Connell's sister rather than Megan O'Connell's making a film. But Jack must have been a a big inspiration to you.
1: Oh, bless you. Um, Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I think um, the the fact that he's been able to do what he's doing now, considering where we come from, is lovely. And I think that should be the case for a lot of new actors. So... Yeah, it just meant I had the opportunity to see things that, you know, normal people don't get to see. And that's you know people setting up lights and moving these big cameras around and cameras on cranes and all these crazy things that you're just like, how the heck is that a thing? How do you work that? What what goes on there? Like who designs these things? It's just mad. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I must didn't, say, I didn't know that I wanted to be a filmmaker then. I just remember having the be intrigued to find out how you do that and again you know in in Derby it's not like to do filmmaking courses there so I remember in school just doing I wasn't academic I was awful at any anything to do with academic stuff it just wasn't it wasn't a thing at all so I just did any creative subject there was so whether it was like dance drama all of that sort of thing and I used to really enjoy it because you I feel like it enters a different part of the brain and you just you you feel like it's fun as well as well as work and then after that it was more it was the same as george was saying i used to make these daft little videos for friends and family and i remember the first what felt like the most professional thing i think i'd done was i don't know if you've seen it it was on it was online at the belling castle uh they did like first dates oh uh,
0: yeah i very good. remember it yeah
1: yeah and me me jason she and elmer gambini we and and callum gurney we like together and just said this is what we're gonna do and Jason had done photography so we had all the cameras and stuff so it was like the first time I was really involved in something where it was like this is quite fun I quite like this I want to I want to do it I want to see how how to get into it so then uh, me mum and my brother we sat outside this cafe once and I think I was like 22 at the time and Jack was like Megs if you could have gone to uni what, what would you have done and I was like, I'd love to have done filmmaking, but I haven't got any qualifications whatsoever. And I don't know, I'm probably a bit too old now. I was 22. <laughs> and, um, and my brother was like, no, 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 let's look into it. We'll have a look for you and see what we can find. So I looked at a couple of places and they're all in London. And then similar to George, like right, Met jumped out at me. And fortunately, I think if you're over 21 or something, if you've got enough experience, you can you can get in. So that, that was it really, I can't, I can't believe it. So, yeah, but the good thing we met though is that you get to try everything. Mm. Um, you know, you mm. can try, you try being a boomer, crypt supervisor, you know, gaffer, all these different things that you don't even realize are part of part the of crew. Mm. So it gives you a, a better idea of how every single rule works. So when you are on set, you can respect it a lot more, which is good. Mm. So,
0: and you mentioned one of the first proper things you did was at the bell and Castle, and the bell and Castle was in going to be in this film as well, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, yeah. So shout out to Angie for that one. Um, in fact, I was speaking to um to the day, and uh, she was saying because I, I was asking Angie about what um nineties buffets look like, and. <laughs> She was like, oh, I'll sort it out for you. Don't worry, I'll, I'll get it sorted. She was like, if anyone knows, it's me. So then her and mum were going off on this whole, like, oh, do you remember the, the stale white bread sandwiches with egg in it? And olive and, all and, all and of, Yeah, <laughs> anemic-looking sausage rolls, all of that sort of thing. So Andrew was like, she's like come on, let's go. <laughs> so that was, that was pretty good. Um, but, yeah, so it's, it's, it's going to be fun turning that into sort of yeah. old function room. Um,
2: yeah. Do yeah.
1: you have to think about like
0: it, it, because it's set in 1995, and do you have to get like 90s pint glasses and like stuff like that, like to the, that detail? Or because to me it seems like a minefield to me that you've got to make it look 25 years ago.
1: Honestly, it's the thing is, it's it's fun to figure out. So it would be stuff like the smaller details, like glasses. I mean, a lot of them we should be okay with as long as they're not obviously branded. Um, but then you're looking into things like you can't just have just a standard tablecloth on it it needs to be like a, a tacky papery mm-hmm. tablecloth and like little doilies on, on the buffet and we're mm-hmm. looking into getting like a haze machine yeah well. yeah
2: there's this there's this um, scene at the end of the and castle where we want to get the shot where <clears throat> because obviously you smoke inside them we want to get the shot where it looks like there's this big cloud of smoke above everyone's head so with little details like that because obviously they smoke then so we thought you know we'll get a haze machine and just like hold it against the ceiling so we just have this fog of smoke sitting above everyone's heads so um it's little details like that i think mm-hmm. it folks on but it's fun though yeah you know yeah. you don't get to do this with other projects and it's fun doing some period because you do things that don't happen now i
1: guess
0: mm. that's that's quality and it's also is it, is it all been cast and in, everyone in for ready
1: Pretty much, we um, we're just in the the last run-ins of finding a dean, um, which is the elite child actor. Um, so we've had some brilliant submissions through for that. Mm. Um, so yeah, pretty much, um, pretty much. So all no, time.
0: no room for a, a, a lanky Chad lad. <laughs> <get a beer laughs> yeah.
1: We need we need extras. We need extras, we need extras. <laughs> we need extras for that for that castle <laughs> scene. So if you if you fancy it, come on down. Got the
0: nineties haircut already, so I'm, I'm all set. <laughs> uh,
1: can I make a request of a middle party?
0: Yeah, a <laughs>
1: curtains. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, genuinely, we need extras for the Mellon Castle, so... Uh, <laughs>
0: the more the merrier.
1: The more the merrier.
0: I'll yeah. come down, I'll come down for that. I'll grow some curtains. By the time lockdown's <laughs> finished, I'll have proper curtains anyway, so we, we'll be sorted.
1: <laughs> put your nails as well. Do you want to be a bit of a goth? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> You i tell you what, you put me in it, you can make me whatever you want.
1: <laughs> amazing, amazing. <laughs> okay, I'll get some
0: ideas going. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. If, if the people of Derby want to support it or follow what you're doing or get on the Kickstarter, how can they? How can they follow it and, and support it and follow the journey?
1: So uh, the Kickstarter will be continuously updated. In fact, I think we need to do another update today about
0: the it's lockdown tonight.
1: thing <laughs> today. Yeah. Um, but the the campaign's ended now because uh, we reached the goal. Um, but yeah, that's going to be continuously updated until the film comes out. Um so to find that it's just just google kickstarter wide-eyed boy and just should, should be the top one i hope <laughs> and then um we've also got an instagram page as well i think it's at wide-eyed boy film um and again that's going to be another place where we can just easily update people whether it's on the stories or on the feed kind of thing so so yeah brilliant. yeah
2: brilliant
0: just just finally and george what's uh, what's megan like to work with she she oh <laughs> w-
2: weirdly enough we we met we met two years ago on this course and throughout the two years on the course at one stage or another you end up working with pretty much every single person in your year and this is the first time we've actually worked with each other i
1: have never done anything i think
2: i've you know been in the same class done exercises whatever it is of every single person you've
1: done well then Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. yeah so i kind
2: of escaped it really but it's uh it's a bit you know it's going well so far so far we're good
1: so far but
2: um you know kind of threw ourselves in the deep end you know it's like the most important project now and thought you know why not let's try and work together
1: Mm.
2: it's all right could be better but it's okay (laughs) (laughs) i'm just taking it out of the (laughs) cards
0: brilliant well keep on keep on doing Derby proud and yourselves proud, obviously not from Derby, George, but Megan, it's brilliant to see you doing so well as a as a Derby lad, seeing you do well. So keep
1: on, keep on doing well. It's brilliant to see. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for the support and asking us on. It means, mm, yeah, thank means you. a lot. Mm, and absolutely. like I was saying earlier, it's just nice to know there's people supporting. I think
0: that's the main thing. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people realise that there is a lot of talented, creative people in Derby. And I think it's starting to come to the, to the four a little bit more now, uh, in a, our age group and, the, and the, the creatives that are coming out. So, yeah, hopefully, even yeah. if it helps a little bit, we'll get this out there and raise a bit of awareness.
1: Definitely, definitely. And I'd like to think one day I'll be able to uh, create a little film school in Derby. Who knows? But <laughs> yeah. but it will always be bringing back work and things to Derby, that's for sure. I don't think this will do anything I do, do in the city. So, so yeah, that's for sure
0: brilliant right i'm off to grow my hair so uh, i'll see you in 2021
1: in <laughs> a few weeks then
0: <laughs> thank you very much cheers george thank, brilliant. You. Brilliant. thank cheers, you very bro. much
1: thank you
0: take care